Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. July 2nd, 2012 at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Welcome to Blazing Riot Radio tonight on the show. We're kicking it old school tonight with, from Broadway's oh, Wicked and Aida and the Footloose, we have the Ben D. Cameron, who currently hosts Broadway sessions every Thursday night at Lori Beachman Theater. Um, I believe he's also uh, still hosting mostly Sondheim, but I have to ask him about that because the last few times I went there, I went to visit him and he was nowhere to be found. Uh, also, tonight on the show, we have the very talented, very lovely actress, singer, put an asterisk against that name, it's Katie Zaffron. Uh, this is the second week in a row I'm doing this, but I am really just in a, in a bad way lately. So let's go ahead and start with my certain way. When you just don't know what you're feeling, you can't find the right word to say. Well, that's the moment you start to Airways. Well, U.S. Airways um, is the worst for anybody who didn't know that by now. Uh, I had to learn the hard way. I remember dealing with them a long time ago, like when I was a kid, and they were awful then. Just wanted to assure everyone that at least they're consistent. They are still awful now. Uh, my friend and I were headed to a wedding in Atlanta over the weekend. We were groomsmen for our friend Jesus Alejandro Gerardo Morales' wedding. And I'll tell you what U.S. Airways did was that we had uh, rebooked a flight so that we had had a flight in the later afternoon. Um, the groom and we were all worried that we wouldn't get there on time, so we rebooked, we canceled that flight, rebooked the flight. Meanwhile, financially, this was not beneficial to any of us, so we rebooked the flight for earlier in the morning. 
Um, we had initially had an afternoon flight, and this was a non-direct flight. It stopped in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, and from there went to Atlanta. So we were going from Newark, which, by the way, is also a horrific airport, uh, and going through security in Newark, even though there were hardly any people there, was just dreadful. This guy was yelling out, take off your belt. It's not an option. It's not an option. Take off your belt. The thing is, technically, it is an option. Maybe you won't make it on the plane, but, yeah, that is an option, and I'm pretty sure that option is protected by the Constitution of the United States of America. Um, but, okay, let's, 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 let's talk about this for a second. We go, my friend John and I go from Newark to Charlotte. We get to that airport in Charlotte, the Doug, Charlotte Douglaston something airport or something, it was beautiful. It had everything. It had Chili's, too. It had a bunch of Starbucks. It says, beautiful airport. Um, we were on time, miraculously. We had left New York at 3.21 in the morning the night before. <clears throat> so we're in this airport, and everything is going fine. And then over the intercom, a woman announces that there is a problem with the plane. The aircraft... It's no good, she says, and it's going over to maintenance, and we'll let you know in a few minutes uh, what the deal is on that. So they let us know, you know, about 45 minutes later that our flight is completely 100% canceled. Uh, so then what we had to do was talk to the people at the U.S. Airways counter who are about as helpful as, as a pile of bricks um, which I guess can come in handy if you're building a house, but not really for any other purpose. So we were not building a house in this instance. Um, and the guy gave no other option other than you fly a 1.25 p.m. flight out of um, uh, Charlotte into Atlanta. So we argued with him. He said, that's no good. That doesn't get us there to the wedding on time. Uh, that's whack. You're on some fragonackle. What about a rental car? And they said that would be on you. We don't offer any sort of partnerships with rental cars, which I find hard to believe because when I Googled U.S. Airways rental cars, they seem to have partnerships with every single rental car company, Hertz, Avis, et cetera. Anyway, um, I'm going to search U.S. Airways on Twitter right now and pull up some tweets and see how many positive ones and how many negative ones there are. Uh, you know, they cost us five valuable hours the other day. I want to say congratulations to my friend Jesus and Amy. It was quite a trip getting there, no pun intended. I hate myself for just having said that. Um, so it was awful. Um, you know, we were groomsmen. The wedding was great, but our travel was awful. We, you know, to have no other options, to have no no other planes around um, was unacceptable. And uh, I really hope, and I know actually, positivity of Ben Cameron and Katie Zaffron tonight will really cheer me up because have you guys ever felt like you're having one of those days where you're the one getting screwed but everyone is still mad at you? Because I've been having that for the last three days in a row and it's making me mad. Um, so let's, let's look them up on Twitter right now. This is in real time. I'm not going to edit any tweets. Let's see. Let's see how it comes up. I got U.S. Airways typed out and here's, here's what it comes. Okay. All right. Lion Cook at U.S. Airways Arena. Okay, so that's about the arena. Um, oh, this is a positive one. Good job, y'all. They fixed it. A big thank you to U.S. Airways for making it right. Uh, this tweet 
from Adventure of E says, thank you, everyone. U.S. Airways called and has extended a one-time courtesy to waive the fee for my SIL. Thanks for everyone's help. Y'all rock. All right, so two positives in a row. That's impressive. Uh, Army Girlfriend Problem says, I will not fly U.S. Airways as a girlfriend of a soldier and not a dependent. They would do the same to me. Won't catch me on U.S. Airways is the hashtag. Um, Adventure of E also tweeted, thank you, everyone, who has retweeted about the U.S. Airways issue. I'll be sure to keep everyone updated on the outcome. So it sounds like this Adventure of E really got screwed, and all they're doing is giving a courtesy but not a refund. Um, all right, let's see. How about this one? Life of an Army SO. If you fail to make this right, you will uh, lose a lot of military members and their families from your airline at U.S. Airways. Uh, Army Girlfriend also tweets at me, as if being involved in a military relationship isn't stressful enough, U.S. Airways won't help me make a return less stressful. Hashtag bull. So all these are uh, military girlfriend tweets so far. Oh, boy, i got to take a drink of coffee. Hmm. Boy, that's good coffee. Imagine this is a commercial. Here we go. Boy, that's good coffee. I'll never get hired. Um, wow. Okay. Let's see. 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 U.S. Airways themselves. We have a great photo of our planes to share. Post on Twitter. Use hashtag SPOTUS and mention U.S. Airways. Uh, we, I think that means spot U.S. We retweet our faves on Fridays. AV Geek. Uh, Scotty McCreary, who won American Idol two seasons ago, says, good job, U.S. Airways. Wouldn't let us seven passengers on the plane when y'all were the ones that made us late, hoping I make Brad Paisley tonight. I don't know if my man was opening for Brad Paisley or if he was just in the audience for Brad Paisley, but U.S. Airways was screwing him, stizzing him too. Um, <laughs> Ashley McCreary I'd imagine she's related to Scotty McCreary, says, first and last flying experience with U.S. Airways. Now, I know that I flew them as a kid, and I knew I had bad experiences before, and I was under the assumption that perhaps they would get better. Uh, however, they did not, and they still suck. It's kind of like Northwest. I don't know where they are now or if they're still in business, but uh, Northwest was just god-awful, and so was U.S. Airways, and apparently that's still the case. Uh, let's let's uh, see this one. Um, Allison Corley on Twitter says, Kenya Airways reimburses Swedish woman for sitting next to a dead man. <laughs> oh, God. All right, let's end with that one. I can't, I don't, I, I don't want to know any more than that because I might feel guilty for having laughed at it. But here's what we'll do. I'm in the mood to laugh, have a good time, and reminisce, and, uh, and just shoot the shit with my good friend. Please welcome... From Wicked and Aida on Broadway, as well as the host of Broadway Sessions at the Lower East Beachman Theater, Ben Bendy Cameron. Oh, that's marvelous. Hey, <laughs> hey there, how are you? I'm terrific. How are you, Blazing Rye? I'm doing all right. Have you ever had any negative experiences with the U.S. Airways? With the U.S. Airways? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know about U.S. Airways. I I hate American Airlines. What I, they do to those, you? Those people just hate their jobs, don't they? I mean, have you flown have. American Airlines? Yeah. They I, really, I don't think I have. They really they hate being there. They hate that you're interested in flying on their airline. They hate that you have luggage. They hate that you might be flying with a friend. I feel I feel enormous amount of of hatred from anytime anytime I fly American. <laughs> 
Um, but I've never flown next to a dead person, so maybe that's maybe that's good. <laughs> maybe I'm ahead of the curve. I mean, I kind of wish that there was a dead person next to me, so I would be guaranteed a refund in this case. Because I've I've complained many times. I so I took my uh, battle to Twitter immediately on Saturday, and they tweeted right back. Um, I found that to be very effective with this and with uh, Time Warner. Um, you know that uh, you have to wage a social media uh, attack in order to get them to do anything. Blazing right, that's brilliant. Yeah, I tell that's you a what, really, I got really that good time, idea. Got that Time Warner bill lowered uh, from fifty bucks to thirty-five bucks a month by doing that. Oh wow! I did have a really weird airline experience with. Um, I fly on uh, United, which was Continental. And United are now the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I went on like one of those stupid little commuter flights. This is a few months ago, and there were just these really hateful um, flight attendants on the plane. They were just really hateful. And it was not a full flight on the tiny plane. And the one lady in the back was, we were all kind of like, well, why should we all sit on top of each other if there's lots of room throughout the plane? You know, who cares? So we went right. to go. She wouldn't let us. She was very angry about it. She wouldn't let us. And she was just very, very nasty. And she was keep, kept going back and forth the cockpit. And she walked, she went to the cockpit at one point, talked to me. She was walking back down the aisle. She, can I curse on this program? Yes, the internet. Oh, great. Yeah. She was like, oh, yeah, fuck that pilot. She said that under her breath, and we could all hear her like, well, this seems terribly unprofessional. Okay. Anyway, so I was really not having it. And then I tried to, like, get her name later on, and no one would tell me her name. Like, I spoke to the other stewardess. I spoke to the pilot, the lady as I, as I deplaned, and it, and it was like this big secret weird thing, and nobody would tell me this, this flight attendant's name. I suspect foul play. Yeah, that's insane. It was very weird. But I don't like that. Isn't their job to make I I mean you know, their job is to make the flight experience positive, yeah? And safe and comfortable well, you know, and Yeah. And the actually in, in a press release for the next uh guest that we have coming up, uh uh her for, to promote Katie, to promote her um film coming up, it says if you've ever been at the end of her of your rope or secretly admired that jet blue guy for taking the escape hatch out of misery that comes for you. So what about that dead blue guy who just got plane raised and went nuts? He that he's a national treasure. He's a hero. <laughs> Is he though? Oh, absolutely. Is are we talking about the guy who like took two beers and went down the slide a long time ago? I, I, I thought we I, I thought we were talking about the, the flight attendant who just started screaming at people. I don't oh, know, I don't know about that. Are you talking? Wait a minute. There's a couple things. There was a long time ago. There was the guy who like okay. passengers being rude. He just flipped out. And he was like, "I'm out of here." And he like took two beers and like got on the evacuation slide and just got off the plane and left. There and was he, that like, guy, and then and there was another did, guy that did, like. Go ahead. Uh, did he survive? Did he did he jump out midair? No, no, no. I think I think they were still on the ground. I think oh, they, okay. I'm not even sure, I'm not even sure. That, I don't think I think they were like not even taxiing yet. Although, I don't know. I'd be more impressed if he went out and at 30,000 feet. He was like, I've had it. Yeah. I don't know what the beer's going to do you at that point. (laughs) I mean, maybe he figured he could just enjoy him on the way down. What about, uh, so this other, you're probably right. I think that's the one she's referring to, but this other one was that crazy guy who worked for JetBlue who went nuts. Who went nuts. Yeah. And didn't, didn't, like, passengers and people have to restrain him? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's not as that's not as adorable. That man is not a national treasure. That's just that's just a crazy person. 
Yes. So speaking of crazy people, um, yeah. So Ben, since, since the last time uh, we spoke on this program, Broadway uh-huh. Sessions has has found a new home. Uh, Broadway Sessions me, has. Go ahead. <laughs> tell me how things are going at, at your new at your new abode. It's really terrific, and thank you for asking. Um, we have been at the Lori Beachman Theater, which is inside the West Bank Cafe, which is awfully fancy and always full of famous types and whatnot. It's right on 42nd and 9th. We've been there for a couple months now, and um, and it's just been it's been really terrific. You were there for the big anniversary show. I mean, I was physically there, yeah. You were physically there. I I saw you, and and I want you to know, and I want all your listeners to know as well that I didn't I didn't I didn't think that you seemed intoxicated at all. Apparently, I was passing out in the front row. Really? That's I, remember looking, I, kept, I kept looking down at you, and you seemed absolutely fine to me, but maybe you did pass out for a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. You know me. I black out during those things. But um, it's been really great. We've had we've really kind of upped the ante in a lot of ways. Um, this last week, we had the entire cast of Jesus Christ Superstar perform. The week before that, we had the cast of Bring It On, which is opening soon, perform. We've had the cast of Leap of Faith perform. Um, coming up on the 12th, we've got um, we're doing a whole night celebrating the New York Musical Theater Festival, and we have 11 shows from the Nymph coming to perform, uh, which is really exciting. And we just kind of uh, it's kind of taken the next step, which I'm very proud of. We have a an incredible YouTube channel um, mm-hmm. that we have posts all of the performances in glorious high definition, and we have about 20 over 20,000 views there. On our YouTube wow. channel in a matter of a month and a half. That's amazing. Um, and we've got uh, so if you're listening and you want to check out like incredible performances, go and subscribe to our B-Way sessions on the YouTube. And our website's kicking and it's going really well. It's, we're really happy there. So come see That's us, great. please. So we're donating to Broadway Cares you're... regularly. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, um, who's your uh, Who's your accompanist now? Is it Joshua Stephen Cartez? Is it Will Van Dyke? Who the hell is it now? It, it's Joshua Stephen Cartez. We uh, we lost Will Van Dyke before we left the hall. He got very busy. He's a big fancy mm-hmm. sort now. Um, right. He's just so cute, and he's got those enormous hands. But he's he's using them elsewhere. And uh, and and now we've got Joshua Stephen Cardes, who I always describe as the love child of Liberace and Animal from the Muppets. <laughs> and um, and he's spectacular. He's spectacular, and everybody who comes to perform um, just flips out for him. We had a surprise awesome. visit a couple weeks ago from three-time Tony Award winner Hinton Battle was there, and he wow. performed the other day. Yeah. <laughs> what did he What did he think? He sang Sophisticated Lady from Sophisticated Ladies, which is where he won his first Tony Awards. His first Tony Award. Well, that must have been a special little treat there. It was a very special treat. I fagged out for that. That's in battle. Was it during the show proper or the open mic that that occurred? That was during the show proper. I was standing against the bar, and I was kind of surveying the room, and I looked, and I and I saw a person who had a, a, a Tony Award-winning aura around them. I said, is that him in battle? And so I just called him up on stage, and he was not too shy. And he got up there, and he sang, and he was darling. And we've been emailing back and forth. And, yeah, that was really fun for me. I liked That's it great. a lot. Now, Ben, a huge uh, selling point for uh, Broadway Sessions prior to mm-hmm. the move was the, that you were showcasing – the best talent in the world for free. 
Uh, yes. How are you adjusting with the Beachman's cover charge? Uh, there's more uh, regulation in terms of the the drink and food minimum. Are, is it affecting the crowd? Is it, is it better than before? Is it worse than before? Are there fewer people? Are there more people due to the fact that, are, I mean, are, are there are there less due to the fact that it's more money, or are there more due to the fact that it's in gay town? What's going on? I am so glad you asked that question. I'm so glad I get to address this where some people might be listening because um, the crowd has changed a little bit um, when uh, when we've added the cover. And I just want to stress to everybody listening, <laughs> the cover is $5. Mm-hmm. It's $5, people. Everyone calm the fuck down. It's $5. <laughs> and a portion of that goes to Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. Um, so it's $5, people. Also, um, the food and drink minimum there is uh, $15, and so have dinner and get a cocktail, and we also have $5 beer, $5 wine, and $5 um, uh, rum punchy kind of guys, so you can get completely blasted and, and see the show for a total of $20, and what most people don't realize is people who were coming to see the show at the Ha were paying more than that at the end of the day anyway, Right. so um so I think people get a little spooked because the beachman is so nice and has such great credibility uh, that I think that people think it's going gonna, it's gonna to break the bank. And people just don't like that word cover. But I want everyone to yeah. know that they can calm the fuck down. It's five bucks, <laughs> and we've got $5 drinks. We've lost the AMDA crowd, I will say that. We used to have about 30, 30 40 AMDA kids come every week. Um, and gone. they – Huh? They're gone now. They're gone now. We did lose the AMDA crowd. Um, oh. But, uh, you know, I, to be honest with you, we really are trying to build up um, a different kind of clientele there as it is. So the last three weeks have been um, wall-to-wall packed, standing room only. So it's definitely – we're definitely on our way. But it's five <laughs> bucks, people. Get over yourselves. It's the best town in the world for five dollars. All that said, the AMDA crowd is absolutely still welcome there, right? I would love to see the AMDA crowd. And I've, and I've, and I've made attempts to reach out to them, and, and apparently – Mommy and Daddy don't have five dollars to give them to come hobnob with Broadway <laughs> professionals. Well, this doesn't this harken back to the old, you know, if, if you're going to go out to a bar and and blow thirty bucks there, getting drunk, maybe one night a week you go see a show instead. I think this way you can do both at once, and it's uh, less money. I like the way you're thinking, Blazing Rye. <laughs> I like that yeah, very much. Broadway. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's. It's been a, it's been an adjustment in that sense, but I think we're definitely finding our, our footing there, and and this is what I want. This is the direction I want us to take for sure. And do you miss Ha at all? You know what I miss? I'll tell you what I miss. I miss the drum set. Okay. We we used to have a big a big old drum kit. We could bang around the drums at at Ha, and we don't have that anymore. Um, ha was also enormous, as you recall. Mm-hmm. It was super super huge, and this is a little more intimate and a little more. It, it feels it feels better here, and I don't have to set up the tables, which is also a really nice thing. You know, Did you're you going the right direction, but I don't have. Huh? Did you do that at the hot comedy club? Oh, you bet. Yeah, I had to set up tables and lay out things and have people were yelling at each other. And here, I walk in and walk out, and it's really nice in that sense. I feel less stressed yeah. out. It's like a tennis player who. Uh, all his life fights to become a professional so that he doesn't have to go and pick up the balls himself, and then once he makes it, he gets ball boys. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like I finally got ball boys. 
And isn't right. hasn't listen, hasn't that always been my goal? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Well what did Tom Fogarty say in the anniversary show? I said something about uh Patrick Kuzara and I were talking about um Twinks and he mm. was saying that we we could like uh go gallivant around town with some roof roof and all or something and then Tom Fogarty says after he Patrick hangs up he's like I'm surprised you didn't take the bath salts. And I said, well, we're not trying Ooh. to get eaten. And then he says, well, isn't that your end goal anyway? <laughs> Is to get eaten? Yeah. Right, but then, yeah. wait a minute. But then that guy wasn't on bath salts. Didn't they say that he was not on bath salts? Who, the zombie attacker guy? The, zom- the zombie apocalypse guy? <laughs> yeah. He won in Miami? Yeah, he, he was, was just playing all crazy. Or he was on pot, right? Which... Let's be honest, munchies is one thing, but that doesn't make you a cannibal. <laughs> I don't know that you're going to get off your couch know. to go hunting homeless men to eat. Can I get it back to you? <laughs> I thought there was a series of uh, uh, several zombie attacks, one in Canada, one in Miami, and one uh, somewhere closer to here, no? And, and they were all on bath salts, I thought, but I guess you know different information. Than I that. heard something. I heard that maybe he wasn't, but then, but I just heard about the guy in Canada because I just went on a date with a nice young fellow from Canada, and he told me all about this. That's right. Oh, I've got wow. international people with my dating life. Um, How? And he was telling me that this guy was like some sort of crazy gay porn star who like <laughs> videotaped right. himself eating somebody? Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right? Yeah, that's, I'm fascinated. I I if that guy's listening, please have him call in. I just I I don't I I just want to know where you're kind of at with that. But that was a bath salt situation. I think so. So zombie bath salt porn uh, guy, please call uh, the the call in number nine one seven three eight eight four one three one and let if you're listening. Your, uh, zombie bath salt gay porn Canadian guy. <laughs> so did this date have the Canadian accent going? Uh, we did get some stories and uh, and a boot. And uh, mm-hmm. weirdly enough, and this took me this took me by surprise, um, but it was uh, he said pasta. Ugh. pasta. That seems more British to me than Canadian. Don't Canadians just say pasta? Pasta? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't know. Italians say pasta. Yeah, pasta. And we say pasta. Yes, I don't know. Pasta. I don't know what the British say. Yeah. I think that weirdly enough, for they do awe for everything, but I think they want they they try to mix it up there and it's pasta. Right, they do that with a couple words for some reason. They're, trying, they're just they're just trying to keep it. They're just trying to 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 keep it fresh, I suppose. Maybe the Brits need to be on the bath salt. They certainly um, found a way to keep it fresh. These zombies. Blaze, right? I just want to say because I think you'll be proud of me. I don't know that anybody listening will care about this, but I've been I've been diligently going to the gym. And I I just want to see that on air. Uh, if you want to play the applause track, now would be a great time. Oh, I was about to, you know I was about to. Uh, how many days a week have you been going? I go to the gym. Um, I like five. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Oh God, first. Um. I do, and I but I just I just came back from the gym just a little bit ago, because uh, mm-hmm. I go to I'm very classy, so I go to the Planet Fitness on 125th Street. <laughs> nice, nice. Because I like the finer things in life. Mm-hmm. And here's what's weird, and I haven't seen it yet, but I saw the signs. But the first Monday of every month, they 
they get and it's, and it's so creepy. They it's pizza night, so you walk down the stairs from from just having a, a horrifying workout, and you just want to kill yourself and eat, take bath salts and eat a stranger. <laughs> And you get to the bottom of the stairs, and there's just boxes and boxes of pizza, and a guy in a plant fitness shirt is trying to shove pizza down your throat. And there's like Domino's pizza guy after Domino's pizza guy coming in the door, and it's oh. that's pure that's pure evil on the scale of 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 bath salts to pure evil. This is pure evil. So you took the pizza then, didn't you? I resisted. No, I resisted. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, so I'm really I'm really into Huh? It's hard to turn away free stuff. It's very hard to turn away free stuff, but I but I'm finding myself very. You know what else? I found on Facebook. If anybody listening friends me on Facebook, there's a very creepy picture of me when I was 20 years old at some sort of gay outer space party, and I'm 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 wearing like blue fishnet stockings on my arms, but I'm really tiny and really ripped. Have you seen that, Blaze and Rye? I have not. I will have to check it out. Check it out. It'll make you want to throw up and or masturbate. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, before we move on from the Broadway sessions, now uh, yeah, sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you something. A um, I'm gonna ask you a controversial question. I'll be honest oh here. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, when are we going to head over to therapy and just? Just do a complete overhaul of that Brandon or whatever that guy's name show is, and just overthrow that bootleg Broadway session and return you to your rightful home. Now you know that his show has been gone for quite some time at this point. Ew. Actually, way yeah, way back when that whole thing happened, and that's before he went moved to Ha. Um, mm-hmm. I think he he only lasted there about four months. Wow, and. Uh, and then they kind of like had some other people coming in, but the, the whole show is completely gone now. There's no Broadway anything there now. Now it's Natalie Joy Johnson, who's hysterical. But so yeah, she does something there on Tuesdays now. She's there on Tuesday nights. Yeah, um, you feel and she's very as a friend. Funny. That's a bit of a betrayal. Did I what? You feel that as a friend, that's a bit of a betrayal on her part. Uh, no, no, no. I, I certainly don't. She's been a terrific friend of ours at the Broadway sessions, and and it's so far, it's so far in the past now. <laughs> All things so far in the past. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, what's interesting though. I have, I have now gone to therapy a couple times, and when I've been there, they've actually spoken to me about coming back in to do like a special reunion one nighter kind of thing. Uh. But to be honest. Yeah, so that that was very vindicating. I got a free bottle of champagne with a sparkler and the hey, would you like to come back? Which that felt nice. That's great. Vindication. Are you gonna do it? Uh no, absolutely not. Um I might I would go back for like one night, but I I think the goal here now is I it's not necessarily I don't necessarily wanna be I don't consider myself a gay bar show anymore. Mm-hmm. You know. I you're more really, of the oh, like Cabaret, Jim Caruso type? I suppose maybe something like that, yeah. Something like that. But I, I you know what I feel like we're I feel like we're just a part I feel like we're very much a part of this of the Broadway community and, and um you know, we've been we've been you know, doing these big cast nights and I just feel very much part of the machine there. Um mm-hmm. and it's not just tied down to being gay. And it's amazing how delicious it can be to perform to a room that's listening. <laughs> If you can even imagine, yeah, it's that true. is quite delicious. 
Mm-hmm. It's delicious. It's better than free pizza on a Monday night after the gym. I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. Having uh, done the show at, at, uh, at you know that one time at Ha, it is it is tough to command a crowd in that space due to the, the its size, the nature of it, the bar in back, people chatting. It's problem. It is. It's hard, and you know why that room, especially because it is so cavernous and it's so wide, that when you're on stage, it's hard to know where to play it. And so I would have like three people way over on one side and then four people on the other side and then everybody's kind of scattered around. So it's hard to know how to play it. And then you'd have all the people who just wanted to hang out at the bar in the back. Uh, right. Certainly at the basement, it's a lot more, it's a, it feels much more structured, more intimate. Um, it's a, you know, it's a bit, it's a better deal in that sense. But I do okay. want to apologize to you for missing out on the fun for the, for the, for the, for the anniversary show. That was something, wasn't it? That I, was well, very I, uncharacteristic. I don't, you know, the, I was fully here with my, I don't know. I, I, listen, the re, I thought about it long and hard, and I guess the reason is very simple. I think I'm just a douchebag. No, no, it happens, it happens. I, but I was here, and I tried to call in, and it wouldn't let me, I don't know. I just want you to love me so badly. Oh, I love you, regardless of how many shows of mine you missed. You've, I mean, you've more than made up for it with the shows that you've made, and uh, I, I didn't know it, but apparently you cannot call in or out after the uh, two hours is up of, that were given to do the show. Oh. That's, well, that's why well, we couldn't call out or in. Yeah. Well, I hope it was I hope it was fantastic. You had a lot of fun people on there. You I saw that Ricky Schroeder was a part of this and Kate Doyle and Patrick Azara and and you know Patrick Azara just wears the tiniest little shirts. He does. Uh, Just, I, they're, I address they're that barely shirts at all. They're, they're rumors of what shirts should be. Whisper. <laughs> you no, know, we were talking about. Um, now, I had two different co-hosts on that show as well. The first was uh-huh. Ashley Austin Morris, um, who I love. Half hour, and then she had to go off and do something else. And then a uh, uh, renowned New York choreographer, Tom Fogarty, co-hosted for the rest of the show. And huh. he, he, um. Patrick was on, and I asked Patrick about when he, like, how did he feel when he was messaged on Facebook by the Sean Cody people uh, for partaking in a uh, pornographic homosexual scene? And, Wait a minute, that um, happened to him? Yeah, he was uh, approached on the Facebook in a message. This is thrilling. <laughs> right. So I asked him about that, and, and Patrick was like, "Yeah, you know, I just, I said no or whatever." And then Tom Fogarty goes. I really love that those that wicker furniture they use. And, and meanwhile, Ben, this is a married man who's openly admitting to to watching the Sean Cody. I loved it to the to the point where he knows that they've got wicker, just like the Golden Girls. What did you just say? I said they've got wicker in the videos, just like the Golden Girls.
listen, I, if, if Patrick Zara, if you're listening here, I, I have I offer you this challenge. Just do, just take the plunge, because I don't know if you've been to the Patrick Zara Facebook page, but he takes countless photographs of himself in various states of undress. He's playing tennis with nobody. He's wearing a ball cap backwards. He's got sleepy eyes. He's just waking up. He's digging through his laundry. He's wearing a helmet. All of it naked in his apartment. So the jig is up, Kazara. Do the Sean Cody porn, and let's just get on with it. You know, I asked him why he's shirtless all the time on the show as well, and he he said, and he only answered by saying he now loves tank tops, but he didn't he never mentioned anything because usually he's completely shirtless. He's always shirtless on the Facebook. Not that I've spent hours and hours and hours stalking every single photograph that Patrick Rosara has on his Facebook because he's downright gorgeous. That hasn't no, happened. Not. I haven't done that. No, absolutely But not. why is he playing sports with nobody? Like, why is he tossing a football shirtless in his living room? <laughs> There's no one there to catch that football. <laughs> My friend anyway. Ryan Chang... He knows Patrick from a long time ago, and he was—he uh, says he always makes fun of Patrick for the exact same things that you uh, just did. So I'm, I'm glad we could get it on record here. Oh, I think I don't—I um, don't think it's—I don't think it's a secret. And Patrick, if you are listening, I, I love you dearly. I might even see him later on tonight. But I, I judged for his karaoke idol competition a couple weeks ago, and he had taken a shirt and he had ripped it to shreds. His nipples were flying left, right, and center. Like the cut was—it was V-neck down below his belly button. It was had it was. But maybe it was like a Charlie Brown print, but it was no it's no shirt at all. No so this this yeah. this this feigning modesty thing is is um, it's, I'm not, not buying it, Kazara, not buying it at all. <laughs> just just do the Sean Cody. Just do it. But it's but hope but the whole point of the, the only reason I'm going to the gym at the Planet Fitness is that I can wear the exact same shirts. That's what this boils yeah. down to. I hear you. The only reason I'm going to the gym regularly is so that I can once again dress like a hipster in the winter. Now, are you going to the gym as well right now? Yes, and by where are you? Yes, where are you I going? Mean, I went today. Uh, Blink Fitness over by NYU. Blink Fitness. Yeah. Yep. I would hmm. go to Planet Fitness, except there's none around me, and so the closest one is Blink Fitness, and that's twenty bucks a month, which is not bad. Not bad at all. No, no, no. Compared to like a New York sports club or a right. brunch, that's very, very good. The difference is you probably at the Blink, and certainly not at the Planet Fitness, you don't get all of the gay shenanigans in the steam room that you'll get at a Crunch or a New York Sports Club. These legendary <laughs> these legendary ships passing the night jack-off sessions in the steam room that everybody's apparently having all the time that I've certainly never seen. Yeah, I've never seen those either, but I hear it happens all the time. I hear it and happens I constantly. If I looked like Patrick Azar, it would happen to me more often. <laughs> um Ben, are you gonna are you are you gonna stick around for uh, t- uh, the the next interview with me, or you gotta go uh, in like, or do you have to go? Um, I I, well, I I I'm 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 merely your slave. It's it's been a pleasure. You tell me. <laughs> uh, I'd love got- if you could stick around. Um, if at any point you do need to leave, though, just let me know. Um, okay, I'll stick around. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so Katie's asking coming up in just a minute. Um, but right. let's uh, let's talk about this. Uh, you are teaching a week-long workshop in August at the Premier oh. Theater Company for the Bruce Springsteen. What will you be teaching and whom? Oh, I, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up because I actually wanted to talk about that. I'm so happy you brought that up. Yeah, uh, it's through the Premier Theater Company, um, and it's a Broadway, in, which is in Asbury Park, which is like this cute little gay Jersey Shore town. 
but it's me and Broadway superstar Nikki Snelson. And uh-huh. we will be teaching from August 6th through 10th. We'll be doing um, a week-long musical theater intensive. We've got a dance session that we'll be doing. And then we've got an acting and singing session that we'll be teaching as well. Um, and uh, we're also offering uh, the opportunity for a few of the – we'll be choosing a few of the of the performers that are involved in the workshop. We're going to give them the opportunity to make their uh, New York City debut at Broadway Sessions and perform at Broadway Sessions. Oh, wow. uh, which will be pretty neat. And we're accepting students ages 8 and up, and uh, it's going to be pretty spectacular. And you can go to Premier the, Theater with an R-E dot com. What's the maximum uh, age? We actually, I think you can, I don't think that we have a maximum age. We're actually toying with the idea of, of on the 11th doing an adult seminar if there's enough interest, uh, which would be kind of a one-day uh, situation. Now, but I don't even know what it is. Bruce Springsteen. This has nothing to do with Bruce Springsteen, does it? Why did you say Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping that he'll attend. Because it's in Asbury Park, readings from Asbury Park, classic album, no good. Is that that's a Bruce Springsteen album? How gay are you? I, I but that's the whole thing. Is I, I'm too gay, and or else I would know that. Um, right. But you got to remember when that album when that album was released, I was probably only listening to Camelot, Oliver, and Miss Saigon. <laughs> I don't think on you my... were born yet. I don't think you were born yet. What what year was that? Uh, greetings from Asbury Park. It's sometime in the seventies, I believe. I was born in the seventies. Yeah, but late. I 70s know that's hard to believe. Here. Looking at my skin. Yes, you have fantastic skin. Is that yeah. due to your sister's Botox, or you're just a healthy guy? <laughs> Listen, my sister does do Botox, um, but I've not had the Botox, not yet. You oh, know you why? Not. You know why, Blazing Rye? I exude too much moisture. I'm a very damp person by nature, and uh, so the boat. So I don't have. There's nothing gets dry and wrinkly just yet. I don't have. I don't know if you've ever ridden in a cab with me, but the second the cab door is closed, whatever side I'm on, the window fogs up. It doesn't. It could be the dead of winter. It's disgusting. So, yeah. So if anybody you know feels that? like that's an attractive trade, call me nine one seven three one two six three seven three. Go ahead. Oh my God. Who are you, Mike Jones? Did you know that uh, girls don't, you, for, by and large, do not like the word moist? I have heard that. They don't like the words moist and they don't like the word panties. And certainly Why not together. <laughs> I what don't kind know. of moisture are you exuding then? Not panty moisture. I'm, not just, <laughs> I'm just generally sweaty, really. That's what it is. Not particularly okay. moist, but moist is a great word if you're talking about pastry. That's true, yeah. Or like, yeah, like a, a moist pound cake. Absolutely, you wouldn't want any other kind of pound cake. <laughs> moist, moist would be where it's at. Greetings from Asbury Park. NJ is the first studio album by Bruce Springsteen released in 1973. Oh yeah, you're right. I was I was not even a twinkle in my mother's Mormon eye yet, or even a Christmas twinkle. Not even. Oh, Christmas Twinkle. Oh, little I love a Christmas Twink. <laughs> um, by the way, you but, have no, yet Bruce to won't be there, but I'm glad that you brought. I really appreciate you bringing that up because I I think it's going to be a really terrific uh, uh, terrific week, and I I think that if anybody knows anybody in New Jersey who wants to work with two amazing Broadway legends, then they should certainly mm-hmm. look into that. Absolutely. Um, I use so... the term legend loosely. <laughs> Obviously. Uh but let's um let's bring on our next guest. This is uh 
good friend of the program, Katie Zaffron. Uh, she stars in Naked, a short musical film, uh, conceptualized yeah. by her and produced by Becky Froman. Uh, it's based on the song Without a Stitch On by Mike Petrie. Please welcome to the program, welcome back, that is, the lovely Miss Katie Zaffron. Yay! Ryan, right, you know, if anyone ever needed an ego boost, they would need to only call into your show to get a standing ovation. Uh, <laughs> doesn't that feel good? Oh, before mm. you even open your mouth, it happens. It's wonderful. Yeah, I found myself waving from my couch. I know, <laughs> I, I, who, I don't know. Elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist, just like the queen, right? Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's just good. It's, it's, a, it's a knee-jerk reaction to, to that kind of applause. <laughs> now, do you two know each other, uh, Dan and Katie? Then I don't believe we've had the pleasure of meeting in real life. I don't think we have either. Well, because um, you know what it well, is, is because I'm actually 75 years old, and as much as Ryan tries, I am in bed at 8 o'clock every night with a cold cream mask on my face. So <laughs> for me to come to Broadway sessions, one. it's like I have to take a nap to go. And, okay. um, we, uh, the we got session's that nap is key, I think. Pardon? A session's nap can be key, I think. It's, I, I, yeah. I accept that. As part I should of the try it. I did. I think. I think I did come once, but I don't believe we met. So yes. hello. Oh well, hi. You so nice to meet did. you. Um, and you. This sounds. This sound. Your film sounds fantastic. Thank you. I'm. I'm yes. um, getting pretty psyched about it. Yeah. So what is this naughty little project you got going on called Naked? So, uh, well, Ryan, the last time you had me on, if you do recall, um, I was coming I out do. with this theater song EP. And the last song on that EP is a song by Mike Petrie called Without a Stitch On. And it just, it's just that little song that gets in your head and it gets in everybody's head. And I sing it and people email me two days later saying I'm still humming that song. And, and it's about this crazy girl um, who just can't stand her life. And so she says, screw it, I'm going to be naked all the time. And so she is that girl's name Patrick Azara? Pardon? <laughs> is that girl's name Patrick Azara? <laughs> Uh, we're, we're in talks, actually, for him yeah, okay. to come and, and be the me in it. Um, yeah, okay. go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So she goes on this whole fantasy, right, about what what would that be like if I actually were just the person I wanted to be every day in my life. And um, and then at the end, I think maybe she does, but that, that remains to be seen. So oh. I love it on stage, but I just kept thinking to myself, I really want to see, I want to see this girl in the world, and I want to see what this really looks like. So we're going to make it into a film. So the, That's so exciting. the naked thing is more of a uh, it's 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 a, a metaphor. Then is what I'm getting is you're not actually naked. Well, it's you? an allegory. I will say that uh, it is indeed a metaphor for authenticity, for living mm-hmm. living the way we want, you know, the life we actually want to be living instead of the one that uh, we think we should be or that someone told us to. Um, but, you know, she is actually also talking about being naked. So I think for a metaphor to work, you kind of have to play it out as the metaphor, and then we can see what it might mean on a greater scale. So what that means in terms of actual nudity and quantity of actual nudity in the film, again, these are creative decisions that uh, I probably can't reveal at this stage. But uh, I'm, I'm going to guess I was hitting it hard today at Planet Fitness also. So um, <laughs> I'm going to guess there may be some... And maybe some nudity in the film. Oh my you gosh, you're such a Planet tease. <laughs> <laughs> you tittle um, tease us. <laughs> now, Katie, the narrative uh, of the play uh, takes first it takes the audience through of uh, the sh- uh, film rather 
um, through a young woman's life in New York, struggling through a typical work day. Aren't those the worst? Why, why can't we just play? Why can't we just play, you know? Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I, what do I say? In my little Kickstarter video, I say, man, I have been there. I have slaved away in the cubicle. And uh, when you're there, it just is like, it just feels like there's no way out, to me anyway. If, you, if, if you're listening out there and you have a cubicle and you love it, more power to you. <laughs> and I say decorate it with flair and, uh, and love it. But for me, it was not, that was not where I was meant to be in life. Right. How can we all holler at that, re- that this, this metaphorical uh, reality that you've created um, of living this authentic? How, how would you suggest that we, we get out of our cubicles if we want to? and live this authentic life. Wow, Ryan, you're really asking me to, like, preach to the nation here. I think if you if you get naked at your cubicle, you'll be out of that cubicle really quick. <laughs> Quite literally. And probably you, not by your own choice. <laughs> no, you'll probably right. be escorted out in, in a sack. Well, there's always that little voice, isn't there? There's always that little voice that's yeah. like, no... I wish we were doing this. And I think we just quash it for a long time. Some of us do anyway. A lot of us do. So I don't know. But then to listen to it is really scary because it always says the thing that, like, this seems, it's always the thing you couldn't possibly do. Unless you are that JetBlue guy who grabs the beers and hits the flies. (laughs) I love that guy. He's a national treasure. (laughs) Of course, the so police showed up like three hours later, and he was like, he had had the beer, the cans are laying there, and he's laying in bed, and the police are there. So, I guess there always is like an after. What happens after oh. the movie? I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll cut to credits before that happens. So then Ben was right. I thought you were talking about the JetBlue, uh, the JetBlue flight attendant who started flipping out on people. You were talking about the guy Ben was talking about with the beer. That is the guy I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I think. Here. I think the other guy was a pilot or something who, like, freaked out. And, oh, like, yeah, pilot. I think he was, like, a pilot, and then people, they had to gang up on him and, like, bring him down. Ryan, you know me better than that. I'm not going to emulate a guy like that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, I well, would never think I'm... that you would. <laughs> Can I just tell you guys that when I'm sitting at my desk, I've mentioned this the last couple shows, that I have this day job, and I, uh, when I'm sitting there... As a, as a paralegal uh, opening up a state for clients who have died of asbestos-related diseases, I, you know what I think in my head all the time? I think, how did I get here? What the hell? Pan left every day. That's what goes through your mind? Yep. Do you know why that is, Blazing Rye? Why is that? Because you're gay. <laughs> That's why rent goes through your mind every single day. Oh God! Um, Probably shall oh. followed shortly after by "Look to the Rainbow." Yes, I don't yeah, know before, what that is. Until you said "Pan Left," I was almost I was like rifling through the musical Rolodex in my head. But then then it hit "Pan Left," and I also jumped in on rent. But wow, I haven't had rent going through my head since like at least 1999. Maybe. Yeah, really. Because I, I, I still love that show. I still love it. And oh, Ted, I do, don't too. You close I... your, 
you close your sessions with seasons of love, don't you? Or you use we it? always do. We always like to do. We okay. like to put a kumbaya stamp on the evening, and well, we bring it. everybody up on stage, and we perform to an empty room, and we and mm-hmm. we and we sing it, and we clap, and jump up and down, and hug each other, and mostly it's because everyone's uh, shit face drunk, but also there's a certain amount of camaraderie that's kind of developed throughout the evening, and I think that's right. really special. And I've only made it to the very end one time, but it, it was quite a moving uh, moment. Um, yeah. Now, uh, Katie, I know that this is, me- you know, metaphor, but let's get literal for a second. Um, in real life, uh, how comfortable are you being naked by yourself or around people? Um, by myself, I have no problem with that. I've lived alone. Well, my boyfriend lives with me now, but uh, I did live alone for some years. And it's not like I would just hang around naked all the time because, you know, to be honest, especially outside, you know, women can be topless legally in New York. And I thought about yep. that, especially, like, with this with the film coming up, like, maybe I need to do some character study. But I actually find it cooler to wear clothes, and I mean cooler in a temperature sense, and that I think they were designed for a reason. Um, but I'm getting off topic. I um, I don't, I'm not a nudist. Uh, I think it's really more for me about the metaphor than it is about the, the literal sense of being naked. But, um, but it's, it's not, I don't, I don't think I have a, a problem with being naked. Who would you rather go skinny dipping with? Barack Obama, mm. Morris Chestnut, or Dame Judi Dench? <laughs> How about all together? Why do we have to choose? <laughs> I don't know. I just had so many horrible jokes run through my head. Oh no, Ben. Who would you rather go skinny dipping with out of those three? I, I can't. It's too. It's too racist to say. I. I, because I, I had a I, feeling. Let's go back to the other question for you, then, Ben. Okay. How comfortable are you being naked uh, by yourself or around people? Me. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I, never, no, 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 um, (laughs) no, I, oh, no, I don't sleep naked, I, no, I, what if, you know, what if I was burgled and I was naked, um, in the middle of the night, and that would be, I wouldn't, I'd be so humiliated, um, I don't want to be naked, I don't want anyone to see me naked, um, even if I'm naked with you, I'm sucking in so hard. It's not even really me as much as just some sort of like breath holding monster that I've become. No, no, I'd rather not yeah, be nude. Yeah. Yeah. I, the I last time I went into a swimming pool, I wore a tank top. Okay. Okay. And did you have a mustache? Do I now? Did, did you have a mustache when you wore the tank top in the pool? See, that would be very oldie-timey, like a swimming costume. If I had a nice handlebar mustache and a straw hat, maybe some yeah, wingtips exactly. and some high socks. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm. Um, now, Katie, do you think uh, it should be allowed that people don't have to wear clothes in public? I mean, the L train could get a little messy if that were the case, no? <laughs> <laughs> the L train can be a little messy no matter what, I think. <laughs> um, you know, I... Uh... That's a hard question for me, Ryan. Um, I think there may be things may devolve into anarchy. At least if that were made the law now, I think if if it were that we had just never decided to do clothing, maybe that would be one thing that would be a normal thing. But if we all just said let's all be naked all the time, I, I just can't imagine commerce continuing <laughs> in, in any sort of orderly fashion. Oh, right. 
I, I think um, the L train would smell terrible if that was the case. <laughs> I, I, the few times I've taken the L train, I don't. You could tell me that what people are wearing on that train is clothing, but I'm not sure. It looks like scraps of parchment, and somebody's wearing a harp around their neck. And I just think it would it would be really slimy and really awful smelling on your way to Williamsburg. Do you know that at train I find people most attractive on? Isn't that odd? The L train? Yep, absolutely. Ryan, you might want well, to look at that. You might want to look there, at that. Well, there is something that happens. There is something that happens when you make your way into Brooklyn because everyone becomes cooler and the jeans become skinnier and people are people are a little more fashion forward all of a sudden, like halfway through the tunnel ride. Yes. But okay. still some of them are very cool. stinky looking. <laughs> uh Katie, what is the whole dealio? Um is is it re- it's really about something uh, or someone trying to realize his or her potential, is that it? Uh, and really trying to put him or herself out there and taking risks and chances for the better of humankind and such, is that is that basically what the uh, theme of the film will be, or is it something else? No, I think you're I think you're on the right track there. I mean, I think definitely bettering humankind. I think um, she does get to a point where she wants to be the president. Um, naked, the first, the first naked president. Um, but then, you know, I think really at the end, she just uh, the not the crux of the song. She says, uh, "On my last day on the on this earth, I'll be naked, and and you'll measure my life's worth in days I went naked." And I I really see that as as saying like how how long how many days did I actually stand out and say this is who I am and and you know. Fuck all you is that if you have to say different and and if you could say if you could measure your life, measure it in love, really, if you could uh but if you could measure <laughs> it and say that how many days did I step out and do that, and if you could call it the balance of was that on on the positive side, then I would say that that would be has been a life well lived hmm. so here, here. Should all be measure so in love is rent is becoming the theme of this evening's broadcast mm-hmm. we're measuring in love and we're mm-hmm. handing less. Um, now, why don't we go ahead and play without a stitch on? Um, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about this uh, song? So the song opens. What we're going to do in the film is uh, is add a little bit before the song starts to sort of set up this girl and uh, who she is. You know, we've we've decided that she'll be in her office at this job, but really she could be anywhere. Um, as you'll see, the opening verse, uh, she she's already unhappy. So we're going to set up a little bit about why she's unhappy, and then um, you'll hear. Then she takes, she goes on her fantasy ride about what life could be like if it were naked. All right, here she is, Katie Zaffron, with without a stitch on. We'll be right back with Katie and Beth. One resident described her horrifying experience when she first realized the complex was on fire. Well, I woke up to go give me a cold pop. Then I thought somebody was barbecuing. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Then I ran out. I didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. I ran for my life. And then the smoke got me. I got bronchitis. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. What, was, that the, was that the right clip? I, I can't. Uh, I, I, don't, I have nothing. I have absolutely nothing. <laughs> Here she is, Katie Zaffron, without a sit on. Be right back with Katie and Beth. I'm everybody's favorite coat rack by the doorway. 
They hang their things on me without a second glance. It's time to find a way to make those jerks all look at me. It's time to take a fighting stand. So when I get up out of bed, I'm gonna be naked. Once I'm showered, shaved, and fed, I'm gonna stay naked. I'm sick of rules, I'm sick of games, I'm sick of sleek designer names. I got a belly full of flames, Lord knows I can't shake it. So when I jog or ride my bike, I'm gonna be naked. And I'll find out what it's like to live my life naked. Oh, who knows what these clothes were for?
Ben, what did you think yeah. of that? She got some pipes on her house. I think it's great. Oh. And I also think you have a tremendous singing voice. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. I respond very positively to that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm, I, I would be very interested to see to see to see how this develops. I'm excited to see this. I'm excited to see this too. We um, <laughs> it's funny that I was listening. I was listening to it this time around, thinking uh, we're going to orchestrate it for the film um, with mm-hmm. horns and strings and the rhythm section, and you know, just fill it out to, to um, give it a little more oomph. And I'm yeah. just so excited to hear what that's going to sound like. I was Absolutely. I was imagining it all in my head this time around. You know, I don't I don't listen to myself sing uh, every morning or anything. So <laughs> it's been a while since I listened to the track, and I'm I'm just excited for what what can be. And Katie, you um, exciting. so uh, you describe your um your character as someone who has been at the end of her rope in the game of life. Uh, have you yourself ever been in these end of the rope situations in your own life? I think so. I think there may be a little bit of uh, auto autobiographicalness uh, here with the day job kind of situation. There may there may be a reason I'm drawn to that particular storyline. Um, mm-hmm. And as good to me as good to me as my day jobs have been, I certainly don't want to speak ill of any of. I've had some really wonderful bosses and very supportive um, people, but it's just not who I am. So I think uh, I think there may be a little bit of me in there for sure. And are you still there at at the same day job? I am not. I am not. You got out. I took a leap. I took a big that's leap great. My friend. Yeah. And that's not easy to do. That takes a lot of that takes a lot of hot spot. It was a big day. You know, and it was so funny wow. because it was like everything I'd ever wanted, and I left crying. I mean, I was just so terrified of what might be. And I had a job. I mean, I was leaving to go <laughs> to a theater job. So it was the perfect, you know, the perfect way to do it. And I still was uh, in tears leaving the building. It was just really, it was a big, terrifying step to take. But I can't wait until I leave my current job. I will not, (laughs) I will be crying tears of elation. (laughs) And you say you don't want to speak ill. I've been speaking ill of mine the last couple of weeks on the air because lately we are just under a microscope and being treated like children. And no. yeah, I can't take it anymore. And I want to take a leap too, but I don't, I need that theater job first. Well, if you keep, it, if you keep if you bad mouthing them on the air, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll make the decision for you. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I haven't said their media name. Campaign. Isn't, that, isn't that your answer? That is. <laughs> Damn, girl, you've been listening for a while. All right, so let's. Uh, um, I'm gonna give. Uh, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give the link out to Katie's Kickstarter for the um, the Naked Project here. Thank um, you. It is H T T T colon slash slash W W W dot K Kickstarter sorry Kickstarter dot com slash projects slash Katie Zaffron slash project hyphen naked. 
Right? Is there anywhere Not else we right. have this? Is there is there anywhere that they can like click on it? Oh, you know what? Let's put it in the chat room. Um, I'll put it in the chat room now, and people will, can click on it there. Uh, and awesome. I'll also share it. I'll share it on our Facebook and our Twitter pages. And I gotta um, tell you, we I'm have just... such an awesome team lined up for this. We've got VP Boyle directing. Um, he's been living the musical short film life and uh, getting some really nice film festival recognition for it. So he's bringing his team, he's bringing his cinematographer and his editor, and um, my producer Becky is awesome. I really wish she could have been with us tonight. But um, we have such a great team, and my uh, Gates Thomas, who's doing the music, he's uh, orchestrating it, and he's going to be um, producing and mixing down the new track. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re-record the singing, but it's the budget that we have on Kickstarter covers all of that. It covers everything, and, and all these awesome professional people and their work on this film. So... Uh, I want to put that out there and thank my team. That's awesome. I'll shout out to the team. A little shout out. Um, and your uh, new Twitter handle is at Proj Naked Film. So at P-R-O-G, uh, P-R-O-J for project. <laughs> P-R-O-J Naked Film, right? That's right. That's right. It was too many, too many letters. Apparently, tweeting is all about being brief, which is not exactly the mm-hmm. skill of mine. So I'm learning. Well, I'm learning I, I, it's so confusing the Twitter, the twittering, and the tweeting. Everything is at, and then it's pound, and then it's everything. It's all very witty. It's oh. all very short, short and witty. Hashtags? Do hashtags are hashtags part of your tweet? That's do you have count. to incorporate them into your. Yeah, but no, you have to I incorporate think they that. take away from the character count, right? Like. Do they? See, that seems not. That doesn't seem fair. I think it, it. If anything, it will because what you can do with the hashtag is you can combine more than one word into one word. So I think it actually lessens the mm. character count. That I don't know. I just don't I mean, know. It increases what you use uh, other than the hashtag. Ah, you gotta, oh. you gotta know your Twitter if you want to attack U.S. Airways. <laughs> That's what you want to do. Yeah. Okay. So did that work out for you? I, I don't I don't think I heard I don't think I heard the end of well, that. Well not yet. Only okay. only um time warner. US Airways did respond, but uh still waiting uh on their actual decision in terms of a refund. Uh so we'll see. But enough about me. Let's talk about you for a minute. Enough about you. Let's talk about life for a while and play hot or hot mess. Are you two ready? Oh, I'm so ready. That was you all right. I actually did not know that we would be playing this today, so this will be just off uh, off the cuff. Um, let's go with our our old favorite, Justin Bieber. Katie, hot or hot mess? Hot mess. Okay. Ben Cameron. Oh, the whole thing is just positively absurd. Hot mess. What a ridiculous human being. But we do have a similar haircut. Our haircut is similar. I'm going to say that though. Everything's hot mess except for his hair. (laughs) I don't know. I just I don't I don't get it. Somehow I missed it. I missed the appeal. I I I I think he's hot. You do? Own it. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. I mean, listen, you know, these things are all so subjective. And, and, you know, Justin Bieber came crashing through my window in the middle of the night and was like, you know, do me. Who knows what I'd say? (laughs) Is that what we're talking about? Go on. Next one. What about uh, Usher? 
Hot or hot mess? Katie. I have to go with hot there. Hot, then. I think Usher is hot as well, because uh, I think Usher is, um, isn't Usher, uh, isn't Ben Vereen Usher's godfather? I think is he, he is. Yeah, really? I think Yeah, I think that's an actual truth. And I also hear rumors about Usher being a homosexual on the down low. Mm. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But, mm. Which, of course, makes him hotter to me because I'm that shallow. There's chance. There's chance. But I think he's talented. You know, you know the thing about Ben Vereen being a godfather? Ben Vereen, during, like, the 80s and 90s, was always the, like, abandoning father or uncle or whatever on television. Like, do you remember on, on Webster... <laughs> On Webster, it was like he was his biological Uncle Philip, I think was his name. Um, not Uncle Phil, but on Webster, he was Uncle Philip, and, and he would run away from Webster. And then on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, that was his biological father, Will's dad, and he would run away from Will. He was the abandoning guy. I didn't know that at all. Well, There's a niche market for tonight. you, though. That's yeah, definitely. Looking... How do you, what do you think that cover letter is like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at being a deadbeat dad. I don't know. <laughs> or Unger. Well, see, we're, I think we learned a lot. And then, of course, there was Zubli Zoo where he didn't abandon one. <laughs> he was always about, there for you at Zubli Zoo. <laughs> I don't know that show. You don't know Zubli Zoo? No. He played Mayor Ben. It was a bunch of oh, adults okay. running around dressed as, like, half animals and singing songs on public television. No. Oh my Katie, God! No? They must have been on one big. You know, I knew the theme song, but I didn't. I don't think I. Zubilee asked, Zoo. Yeah. Zubilee Zoo. Magic and wonder waiting for you. You ever like go back and look at children's shows and just wonder, like, if you were? I feel like as an adult watching children's shows, everybody feels like they're on drugs to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He would say, "I'm Mayor Ben. I'm here to show you around." <laughs> okay, moving on. That's what he would say. Oh, moving on, you'll be you'll you'll have a good laugh. Moving on. How about everybody's favorite abandoning father slash uncle Ben Vereen at the Tonys? Was that hot or a hot mess, Katie? I I think I went to uh, refresh my drink at that point. And Ben? Um, I don't remember him on the Tonys at all. I but I don't remember a lot of the Tonys because it was so boring. Is that not popular to say? I don't know. I thought that we were on an upswing with the Tonys until this year, and I I think we jumped the shark with that with that Royal Caribbean thing. And oh, that anybody was, who that was a nightmare. Anybody who had a spare seven hundred fifty thousand dollars lying around could be in the show, and I bring a book. <laughs> What'd you say, Katie? I said people really hate it on the Royal Caribbean. It's like everywhere I go, Ripley Greer is like a buzz with Royal Caribbean haters. I, I just think rather that, I just think. That, uh huh. Go ahead. I just, I, well, I just feel like it, w- what we're doing here by by chip, and I get it. You know, no middle America doesn't give a, a flying fire truck about the Tony Awards, but they never really have. And I feel like now it's if you've got enough cash in your pocket and uh, you can you can buy the time. You know, with Spider Man last year got to be on there even though it wasn't even open, and now Royal Caribbean. Like, at what point are we like? And now, welcome to my basement, and here's a sock puppet singing "Being Alive," and it's on the Tonys and. I feel like we lose some of the prestige and what's what's special and interesting about it. I think because right. it's the, it's the it's the it's the Antoinette Perry Award, just about Broadway. So I don't know, 
that, mm-hmm. you know, 45-year-old skinny Tracy Turnblad running around on a cruise ship has anything to do with anything. <laughs> I um, I, 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 a part of me agrees with you, and then part of me, as, when it was happening and people were tweeting about how, like, like uh, I really don't need to see this, and so I, I found it a bit offensive to, like, uh, just actors in general, you know, that people were so adamantly against seeing... Uh, this cruise ship performance, you know? Oh, no, 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 no. I I want those people to have those jobs. I want those people to put on that show. I want I want every show to be happening. I want as many actors employed as possible. The cruise ship show doesn't need to be on the Tony Awards, period. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I can't justify it. Right. It's, it's um, probably, even if it's a terrific cruise ship show, there are probably mm-hmm. cruise ship shows that are better than some shows on Broadway. Did you see Lennon? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No. No good? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, moving on. Um, last up on Hot or Hot Mess, this is this is an audio clip. It's a bit of a longer one. Hang in there. This, tell me afterwards if it's Hot or Hot Mess. Uh, Katie, do you remember Jason Selvig? Of course. Okay. Ben, do you, are you going to pretend to remember Jason Selvig? I remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> this is what happened when Jason Selvig placed a call to a divorce lawyer. Bear in mind um, that he is not engaged or anything. So here we go. You tell me <laughs> at the end of this clip, is this hot or a hot mess? Mm-hmm. Underwood Law Office. Yeah, I was calling about some questions about a divorce. Okay. Well, I'm engaged to to be married, and uh, I'm you know I'm kind of having cold feet, and I also found out that my uh, wife is cheating on me, or my fiance is cheating on me. Um, okay. And uh, the thing is, she has a lot of money, so I'm thinking maybe I should just get married and then kind of do a divorce right afterwards, and get uh, some of that money. First off, if she if she is wealthy, d- has she said anything about a prenup? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She brings that up all the time. She wants me to sign a prenup. And I always kind of change the subject. Her question is, should you, you're, you're wanting to know whether you should go ahead and marry her. Right. Um, even though you know she's. Already being unfaithful. Oh yeah, and, and she's turn like, around and get it and get for real unfaithful. They, but like, I, I mean, she has like a, a good amount of money. So I'm and I put in all this time, and you know, she's just like not a fun person to be around. You know, like I just want to like you know get my money's worth for all these years. You know what I mean? Okay, I I don't I don't know what to tell you. I mean, if she's if she's gonna if she's been pricing to get a prenup to begin with, um, right. You know, you may. It, it may just. Or is really it like? Is it is that something where I can like bring a prenup into you guys and you guys like, like change some words around so like I end up getting more money in the divorce or something like that and then I'll sign that. Yeah, chances are. I mean, if she's already doing it before you get married. Here's the other thing, and I forgot to mention this. I can't believe I forgot to mention this. Uh, the whole reason we're like rushing to get married and we're getting married next month, by the way, um, is she is preggers right now. And I, you know, I think it's mine, 
it might be, but maybe not. But if she has a kid, that's one more way to split up the money as well. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay, let me get your... What is your name? I think that's it. Yep, that was it. <laughs> Uh, Katie Zaffron, hot or hot mess? I'm going to go with hot on that. And Ben Cameron? An absolute delight. So very hot. That's that's hysterical. For I'm sure. wild about uh, it. And I, that's delightful. And I, bravo. <laughs> bravo. Bravo to my good friend, Jason Selvig. Yes. Yes, your bestie. Um, yeah. Okay, well, that's about it for tonight. Uh, Katie, are, is there anything I'm forgetting to say about your project? Ryan, you really covered it all. <laughs> Un- uncovered it all, if I may. Oh, I yeah. can't believe I said that. I can't believe I said that. Ooh, I, someone was going to go there. Someone was going to, so I'm glad it was you. Um, and uh, Ben, have have we covered – oh, no, you're going to Disney World. What's, what's going on? Why would you ever go to Florida intentionally? Or is it – you have to go. I'm going to Disney World um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a two weeks, I guess. Uh-huh. I'm going down for uh, for the dance competition, talent competition I work for. We're doing our big national finals at Walt Disney World. And then I'm going to stay uh, two extra days. So I'm going to hit those parks so hard, they're not going to know what hit them. <laughs> really mm-hmm. stoked. What, what and I've never, and I'm going to go to Harry Potter, Harry Potter World. Oh, God. Um, oh, and here yeah. it's just what? delightful. Get a butterbeer. <laughs> I know you can have a butter beer at the Hogshead, or whatever it's called. <laughs> what is butter right? beer? Butter beer. Yeah. They drink it all the time in Harry Potter. It's Underage butter beer drinking. Is it alcoholic? I don't think. Is it? I don't know. No, I'll tell no, you. I'll I'm, let you know. Unclear. Unclear. I'm. I'm hoping so. Do some recon for us then, and then report. Absolutely. Back. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm really stoked. Duck butter beer. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you're gonna go there. Are you gonna go on the on the rides at the Disney World, or are you gonna enjoy the nightlife yeah. at Pleasure oh, Island? Or? I'm doing all of it. You're I'm doing all of it. I'm going to. Um, I think I'm gonna to have to perform at Downtown Disney at some point. I'm probably gonna to have to sing a song while some 11 year olds oh. dance around me outside oh, as people walk by on their way to the Lego store. Um, oh, it sounds idyllic. Yeah, yeah. Because show business is as glamorous as you think it is, and. <laughs> um, and uh but I'm gonna I'm gonna hit all the I'm gonna hit all the parks. It's gonna be real, real fun. Also I'll bring you back a souvenir. Just uh uh Twitter tweet me, tweet me. Ben, ben does Broadway and I'll bring you back a souvenir. See, you've already admitted that you have no idea how to work that thing, so you're not but like, I you're have not gonna it. bring anybody back anything. But you I do have it. it. Yeah, that's I true. Have it. And I was when me and Cosmo tweeted you that one night and I was like Unless you want to bet that he doesn't see this or whatever, I was amazed. But I did see it. Astounded. I was astounded that you saw it. Well, I always get notifications on my phone that tells me when there's a, a new Twitter follow. I've got a bunch of followers, I think, and mm-hmm. and and it tells me when I've been when I've been mentioned or retweeted or something. But and I mm-hmm. so sometimes it'll take me there, but then I don't know my password. <laughs> um. Let's end with this. Katie, okay. uh, in, in the tradition of Ben uh, Cameron, uh, Katie, uh, if, you had, if you had to choose, dance belt or jock strap? Mm. Dance belt. Mm. Dance belt. 
All right. And, uh, kind of and I know you're in. Huh, what did you say? I said that's my kind of talent. Mm. <laughs> and Ben, dance belt or jockstrap? Uh, I've, I've spent so many years in dance belts, and ouch. And jockstraps <laughs> really just open up the – It's they're really just like an easel holding a, a canvas. Uh, uh, God. On which on which to work. So let's leave it with that. Jock snaps all the way. All right. So check her out, Katie. Uh, project uh, Proj. What is the Twitter Proj Naked? Uh, Proj uh, Naked Film. Naked Film. And I put I posted the uh, your Kickstarter all over the Twitter and the Facebook, so you got that going. And um, Ben, uh, go to Broadway Sessions off this week. They'll be coming back next week with just a huge show. It'll be uh, Norbert Leo Butts, Audrey mm-hmm. McDonald, sure. uh-huh. Dom Larroquette, Daniel uh-huh. Radcliffe, Nick Jonas, yep. Darren Chris, um, Mick Jagger, Mick Guy Smiley from, from Sesame Street, <laughs> Big Bird, Tom mm-hmm. Berenger, oddly enough. Yeah, weird. Well, weird. Okay. All right. Have I love you both. Have a great night, guys. Thank All right. Good night, everybody. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Uh, bye. Good night, paper towels. All right. That was Katie Zaffron and Ben Cameron. Uh, I'd like to thank you all for listening. And as always, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. And lastly, if you have a Barbie, bend her over backwards, burn her knuckles on the stove, cut off all her hair, and leave her in some draws. We've been Blazing Rye. We'll be back next week with the one and only author, James Conrad. Good night, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.